Hello and welcome to this edition of Axis Asia. Coming up, the Adani Group, one of India's biggest conglomerates, loses tens of billions of dollars in its market value after a U.S. research firm accused it of fraud. Analysis coming up. And India's right-wingers tried to boycott the film and still it broke box office records. We'll take a look at the alleged controversy behind the movie Patan and its star Shah Rukh Khan. And we also go to the Philippines, where pineapples are not just food, but fashion. Look at how their fibers are being recycled in the textile industry. A major upheaval underway at one of India's top business empires. Adani Group has operations in everything from coal mining to telecoms. Its seven main units were recently worth an estimated $220 billion, but a blistering report by an American investment firm accusing the conglomerate of massive fraud and market manipulation has sent its stock price plummeting along with the personal fortune of billionaire founder Gautam Adani. For more on the story, I'm joined here in the studio by Brian Quinn from the France 24 Business Desk. Hello to you, Brian. Hey, well. um, let's begin with who Gautam Adani is and how his companies got so big. So, well, Gautam Adani is one of India's top business tycoons, although he prefers to keep a low profile. He's 60 years old. He's from the northwest Indian state of Gujarat. And starting in the 1990s, Adani grew what was an import-export business into an infrastructure and energy behemoth. Uh, it now owns India's largest private port, as well as coal mines, airports, gas stations, telecoms. Critics say that Adani's personal connections to Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi, who is also from Gujarat, helped his companies to win contracts as well as to avoid regulatory oversight. Adani, of course, says his success is due to decades of Indian policy aimed at opening the country up to trade. Now, between 2020 and 2023, Adani's personal fortune went from $20 billion up to $120 billion. And most of that wealth uh, is thanks to the skyrocketing market value of Adani Group companies. They are up overall around 800% plus over the past three years. And what is this report that's proved so damaging? So well, Hindenburg Research is a small American investment firm known as an activist short seller. Short selling is essentially betting that a stock's price is going to go down. Hindenburg's business model is to find corporate fraud, take a short position in the target company, and then release its finding to the public when the target's stock price predictably tanks. Hindenburg wins its bet, makes a profit. So on January 24th, after what they say is two years of research, Hindenburg released their takedown of the Adani Group, calling it the largest corporate con in history. Uh, they say Adani Group stock prices have been vastly inflated via family-owned shell companies based in offshore tax havens. They also say the group launders money from its privately owned subsidiaries to public ones and that it is massively overburdened by debt. And this must be uh, devastating for the founder. What's his reaction been? So uh, in the wake of this report, the Adani Group's CFO quickly called Hindenburg's report baseless, discredited allegations. But the group didn't really address most of the report's very detailed accusations, in fact. And... Adani stocks, in fact, did start to tank rather quickly. As of this moment, right now, the empire has lost $120 billion in market value. That's more than half of its previous total. Uh, and in fact, Hindenburg's report landed just ahead of a $2.5 billion new share offering 
by Adani's flagship firm. That stock sale was actually abandoned after share prices fell too low. Now, Gautam Adani, as we were talking about, he's cast himself as a patriot, industrialist with the best interests of the nation at heart. He's leaning on that image now as he seeks to deflect these charges that his empire is built on cronyism and fraud. He's describing the Hindenburg report as an attack on India itself. And any idea what's next for the Adani group or India's economy? So the report has indeed intensified already existing concerns about the company's debt level. Uh, Adani Group has around $30 billion in outstanding obligations. India's central bank is now asking the country's lending institutions for details on their exposure to Adani. The country's stock market regulator says it's investigating some market irregularities. Investors clearly heading for the doors. Uh, most Analysts say that default and wider systemic risk to India's economy remain unlikely for the moment. The debacle, though, could definitely be a blow to investor confidence in India overall, and it's at a moment when the country is trying to challenge China as a destination for foreign investment. It could also prove a political test for Narendra Modi, who has made stabilizing India's business uh, a big priority for the growth of what's known as India Inc. Uh, and as for Gautam Adani, of course, since the report, he has lost nearly $50 billion. He's gone from number three on the list of the world's richest individual to no longer even in the top 20. All right, Brian, thank you very much. Brian Quinn from France 24's Business Desk. And staying in India, right-wing groups were furious over the release of the new movie, Patan. The spy thriller had a record opening as it marked the return of Bollywood icon Shah Rukh Khan. Still, pressure has been mounting on movie makers, whether from politicians or streaming giants. Take a look. A wedding-like celebration. In front of the cinema in Bombay, thousands of fans are celebrating the return of their star after a four-year hiatus. Shah Rukh Khan and his new film, Pathan. For the last few weeks, Hindu extremists and several elected officials from the BJP, the ruling party, have called for a boycott of the film. Some even launched violent attacks in cinemas. The cause of their anger? A saffron-coloured bikini worn by actress Deepika Padukone and a green shirt worn by Shah Rukh Khan. They claim that the saffron symbolises Hinduism and the green, Islam a controversy dismissed by the supporters of the king of Bollywood. Why are they only targeting this movie? It's because he has a Muslim name. He always has to repeat, my name is Khan and I'm not a terrorist. It's now become very regular, right? Some unnecessary things being run by the political parties to get attention. Pathan has set the record for the highest earning release in Hindi film history. However, the movie did not escape the censor board's cuts a mandatory step for any film that wants a theatrical release. Director Alankrita Srivastava knows this all too well. Her latest film, Lipstick Under My Burqa, the story of four rebellious women, was initially rejected by the censor board for being too feminist. You know, mute some words, change some words, cut a few shots. So it's kind of like I was saying, it's the norm and culture in, in India. In a democratic country, there shouldn't be space for any kind of censorship, whether it's on art, on literature, on a film, on a book. In recent years, attacks by Hindu extremists against the Bollywood industry have increased. As a result, self-censorship prevails amongst producers and streaming platforms. This was the case for director Dibakar Banerjee, whose latest film on religious intolerance towards Indian Muslims was denied a Netflix release. A lot of uh, fake patriotism has come, come up where this kind of patriotism, patriotism is always looking for an enemy. 
let's say a neighboring country or Muslims, the right wing can actually attack you. And every film that's about to release knows that it's going to face about 10 lawsuits. Even if they escape cuts from the censor board, streaming platforms now fear controversy. And now for something on a sweeter note, pineapple. They are one of the key crops in the Philippines. And in fact, the country ranks second globally in terms of total pineapple production, where it counts for more than 2 million jobs. However, with each plant yielding only one or two fruits, a new industry has sprouted up, recycling pineapple. Catherine Viet explains. It's a fruit like no other, with its protective prickles and tangy flesh. Enjoyed the world over, it's a staple in the Philippines. That is good for health with uh, vitamin C. How often do you eat pineapple? Uh, every day. The Philippines are a leading producer of the coveted crop. And this plantation covers 26,000 hectares. Raul is in charge of the year-round harvest, supervising 700 people to collect more than 2,500 tons of pineapple per day. Some of the pineapples are immediately exported abroad, and others stay here in the Philippines. One pineapple plant will produce only one or two fruits, so after harvest, the plants are thrown away to make room for the next generation. But waste not, want not. Following this principle, a new business is thriving, recycling pineapple plant fibers in the textile industry. Isaiah Macarele produces up to 200 kilograms per day of this natural fiber. Once dry, this highly resistant material is transported to Europe and turned into vegan leather, now seen on some of the world's most glamorous catwalks, a flourishing market worth nearly 200 million euros. These fibers become shoes, bags and purses, sold by Nike, Zara, Hugo Boss and others. I'm proud to see all of this made from 100% Filipino pineapples. As for the pineapples, many stay in the country, sometimes sold on street corners. Others are transformed into sweets, biscuits, juices and accompanying more unexpected delicacies like sardines. Well, since Queen Elizabeth died last year, former colonies have been discussing their constitutional ties to Britain and now ruling out of Australia. King Charles will not be on top down under. The country's central bank said that Charles won't replace his late mother on the $5 bill. Instead, a new design will pay tribute to Indigenous Australians, a decision welcomed by Aboriginal politicians and community leaders. On the flip side, the king is still expected to appear on coins, but still, I'd like to have a penny for his thoughts. That's it for this edition. Thank you for watching and please stay tuned to France 24.